0: In the Pits is partnered with Paintball Kimite. Paintball Kimite is a program designed by Colt Roberts of professional team San Antonio X Factor to take paintball players of all ages, experience levels, and skill groups and mold them into champions. The program breaks the game down into small, easy-to-learn sessions designed to help you master the fundamentals so that you can elevate your game. Newcomers to the program get a free one hour introductory class when mentioning In the Pits. To sign up for a class, message at Paintball Kumite on Instagram. In the Pits is partnered with Get That Shot. Get That Shot now offers first in line photo and video editing, 20% off Get That Shot merch, and 20% off prints to all teams that wear the Get That Shot logo on their jersey. Message Get Dat Underscore Shot on Facebook or Instagram to become a Get Dat Shot program team. In the Pits is partnered with Compete. Compete is a Texas-based brand by Jell Stewart of professional team AC Diesel that provides custom jerseys, pants, headbands, straps, tech shirts, and any other soft goods to help individuals and teams compete at the highest level. Support Texas Paintball and message Compete on Facebook or Instagram, and mention In The Pits Podcast for 10% off your entire order. (laughs)
1: And am to to the next one. i the next the
0: Welcome, everyone, to In the Pits, episode 10. Uh, This podcast is focused on everything that has to do with the paintball scene in Texas, from professional players and teams to, do, to new divisional programs, local tournament series, field owners, Texas-based brands, even photographers and videographers. Every week, we will have a short and sweet about 30-minute episode with a new topic and special guest. I'm Christian Smith. I'm a player for the Texas Titans. and this episode, we are going in the pits with Alex Smith, a.k.a. British player for Austin Notorious. British, how are you doing this evening?
1: I'm doing great, brother. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, thanks for coming in. This is a special episode. We're already 10 in now. Can't believe that we're already here already, you know? Uh, So for those listening, maybe they don't know all that much about you. Uh, How long have you been involved in the Texas paintball scene?
1: Um, Well, I moved to Texas right after the 9-11 attacks. Um, And I've been playing rec ball, paintball in Texas ever since. So middle school, uh, I started at Texas paintball here in Austin on 620, um, tearing up the rec ball fields, um, having fun, started playing my uh, first three-man events there. Um, So really, ever since, I would say, 2002, yeah, um, that's where it all started.
0: Right here in Austin, you've pretty much been here the whole time. Uh, So what teams, uh, what competitive teams have you played for over the years?
1: Um, Well, we we made um, several uh, different three-man teams over the years. Um, I played with uh, Fearless Factory. um, That was Mario's store out in kind of Pflugerville, close to Outlaw Paintball. Um, And we started playing three-man tournaments at Texas Paintball, Outlaw. um, And then it it, it kind of led into um, playing with Mythic. Um, Mythic was my main first real team that I played with. Um, which was a seven-man team Um, and that actually we went out to petty payball I don't know if any everybody remembers petty payball out in the sticks but um, we started playing um, some big practices out in petty payball and then a lot of different three-man tournaments over the years Um, so fearless factory mythic yeah, that was kind of the the old school teams. Of course, you know, my my recent ones, the ATX Kings um, and of course, FSU.
0: Yeah. So was Mythic, was that the team that you were on in this clip that we just showed?
1: That's the one. Um, and you'll notice I've, I'm the only one with the yellow pants. Um, I, that was the infamous pants. And uh, yeah, we started they started out as a blue team and I just kind of joined the year after. Um, it was a great team. I had a lot of fun. Um, those guys were, were ballers, and that's where I really learned how to play paintball, um, and actually did proper drills um, on like ten man fields, seven man fields. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, that was um, that's where it all started.
0: Cool stuff. And tell uh, tell everybody listening and watching, uh, kind of where that, what the significance of that clip was.
1: Well, I love that clip because. Um, my dad was filming it too, and uh, everyone calls me British, and I'll just you know kind of explain where that came from. It's my dad. Obviously, I sound very American. I was I was born in England, born in Reading, England, raised here in Texas, um, and my dad had a very very strong British accent. He was always the guy going around filming our events. He I, I couldn't even drive at the time, right? So I was 14 in that clip. Um, so he went with me, and he filmed. Um, clip and that was my very first point of my first major, first match, first point um, and went out there and got a three-pack. I would argue maybe it was a four, I might have shot that guy at the back right too. Um, I definitely gave him one as he was walking off um, but um, that was a great moment. I even came up and grabbed the flag and I was the one to hang the flag on the first point so I, I knew like this was just the beginning.
0: Yeah. What a great moment just to, you know, very first point, I uh, straight up uh certified killer from day one and now you're doing it on the semi-pro field. Uh, so uh, you only joined up with Austin Notorious, your current team uh, in the last two years. So what prompted the change in team and why uh, did you choose to go with Notorious?
1: Well, um, we were always playing uh, against each other. So I was with the, the ATX Kings, um, so I moved away for college. I didn't actually play paintball for five years um, right after high school. I just kind of, some of my old fellows that i run into nowadays, they said I vanished. Um, and I did right after high school, I just bounced. I left, didn't play for five years, came back. Um, An English Mast from the ATX Kings came up to me and said, hey, come play. Um, It kind of reminds me of Mark Franz nowadays because he's such an ambassador for the sport, doesn't matter who you are. Um, English hadn't seen me play before at all. He didn't even know who I was and said, come out and play. So I started playing with them um, and it turned into um, a little rivalry locally, um, just on the practice field. Um, So we started playing against each other and we had a few guys that could ball. They had several guys that could ball on FSU and... um, You know what, Marky and I never even really talked to each other uh, before I joined the team. It was Paul, Black Bart, Hubert that was kind of talking to me about trying to, you know, join the team and and combine forces. Um, And then, um, yeah, we just just had a rival. We were always just shooting the crap out of each other, honestly. Like, Marky and I would go at it and, like, all the rest of the FSU guys, we all knew who the killers were. And we were kind of keying up on each other. Um, And then... um, you know some of the the kings fell apart we had we had some great years uh with the kings, some great tournaments we played really aggressive you know texas style paintball we were real aggressive get up the field we're not going to sit back and hold lanes um, Yeah, we did that too a little bit but um we're going to get up the field and, and and play aggressive paintball and um I like the style of f s u um, and uh, the the kings just kind of fell apart uh for multiple reasons but um, that made it a lot easier. And they were the team locally. They practiced in my home field. So, yeah, just talked to the coach and made it happen.
0: Well, uh, I can tell that it's a great fit because y'all have been absolutely dominant the last two years. Um, you know, last year you were the NXL D2 series champions. And I uh, kind of going back a little bit to that rivalry between the ATX Kings and. Austin Notorious back I think back then they were still San Antonio Notorious. Uh um, yes. I think the probably the the height of the rivalry I remember there was an event in I think 2017 or 2018 CTPL the the series up at outlaw um where there was only four teams entered it was two ATX Kings lines and two Austin Notorious lines and that was it. So yeah. all through prelims all you were doing was just button heads against each other the whole time and uh you know tom shout out to tom and deborah over at outlaw uh they you know even though there was only four teams uh registered they still put up the full cash prize and they decided to make it a winner take all for first place and i think that kind of also fueled that rivalry and i think y'all ended up taking it in overtime as well so i I was there refing that event and that was definitely a heated one
1: (laughs) yeah And it reminds me of the good old days, too. I mean, that was definitely a great time um, just competing against each other. And and we just had that mutual respect. Um, A lot of the guys on the Kings were really good at, you know, talking crap. And the FSU guys were, too. And I'm not like that. I'm kind of the the I'll-show-you-on-the-field kind of guy. Um, But, you know, it got heated. And, you know, you just calm people down and, and go back at it. And it reminds me of the good old days when just going back to, like, Petty Payball and, and. um playing back at you know the seven man fields i mean those guys would just get i don't know it's texas it's hot tempers flare um seen plenty of fights but it's just competitiveness is what it is and the love for the game and um that's yeah, just great great competition it was lots of fun yep,
0: definitely competitive the atx kings line definitely heated at times uh yeah it was Great to watch. It's great to be able to watch that uh, with the the front row seats that I had. Uh, So you have played in a ton of different tournament series. You've played a couple of seasons of PSP. You've played USXBL, NXL, the XCPL events up at FIT. You've played the Star Series. You've played the Houston HTPS, and you've played CTPL up at Outlaw. And then also you got to do Bunker Fest last year in Austin. So which series would you say was your favorite to play and why?
1: Man, that's that's tough. That's really tough. I mean, I've got I've got memories from for different reasons. Um, I forgot about the Bunker Fest even last year. uh, That was great uh, just because I had an amazing jump shot in the finals of Bunker Fest against a team from out of state. Um that was that was great. And also that was one of the um last tournaments that I played with Diego, which unfortunately got in a tragic car wreck and um, um but it it yeah, that was a special moment too. Um my favorite um it's gotta be the NXL. I mean it's just it's all the great teams are there um, the competition is just, you know, that much more elevated at the NXL. Um, and I could even pinpoint probably Chicago last year, 2021, um, us taking home first place and, and winning the finals. And uh, the promotional pick for this this podcast actually is the icing on the cake from that moment of the three-pack to win the whole tournament. Um, but it's probably my favorite. So if I had to pick one, I mean – Even NPPL was great too, obviously seven man, all the different bunker layouts and stuff, but just the intensity uh, and the competition of the NXL, I would say it's gotta be the best.
0: Yep, It's uh, just something else about being on that big stage. Yeah. You know that everybody there is, uh, you know, no one's, no one's dropping three grand just to have fun and, you know, hope for the best. No, they're out. You've got a whole lot of teams out there for blood out there to win the whole thing uh yeah nothing like it for sure uh so after leaving uh after your departure from the atx kings you made the notorious d2 team at the time y'all dominated you won the series uh tell me about the work that you put in and the steps that you took to get yourself to that point
1: um man we just we just grinded out points um we 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 slowly got organized um and i think like the practices it took them, it took a minute to get organized cuz we had new faces and and um it just shows the amount of talent that we had on that team you know sometimes you might have gaps here and there or you might have you know certain things that you know we're still catching up um but we we combined forces and we had just such a strong team like Everyone there has years of experience, like you might have guys that are really talented, um, but mentally, years of experience in decision making. um, That's hard to find. You know, it really is like for having, you know, just the different kinds of experiences. So um, work wise, um, getting organized like learning the calls and getting it down and you know, identifying zones and, and holding zones. Um, and that is the difference Um, you get put in you get shot what are you going to do next you know that is the difference between you know some of the lower divisional stuff and and what we're doing right now too it's 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 who's going to take over that that zone or um, and so just putting in the work of of just playing better teams than you and working hard. for sure sure. y'all
0: have been uh putting in the work y'all have been working hard and y'all definitely been playing better teams like uh even uh when you when notorious first made the jump to d2 at the start of last year they uh went to the virginia invitational uh competing against team like teams in the pro bracket like nyx um like nrg like columbus level and if i remember correctly they almost won that invitational then as well were you part of that
1: uh, I missed that one. Uh, oh, it killed me not to be there, obviously, because they did so well, um, but was really proud of the guys. Uh, they went out there and, you know, they had respect for the guys, but that's not going to hold them back. We're still going to play, you know, get in your face, kind of Texas paintball, um, and that's what we're about. That's what we're going out there for. Um, we're hungry, and those guys showed it to them, and they thought they were going to take us lightly, and they went out there and just balled out. So um, I remember... White rolled his ankle on that one, and um, but still played really well before that, and everyone else just you know had a game. So yeah, I wasn't part of it, but they 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 did well.
0: Yep, they definitely uh, put everybody on notice uh, even before the season started. Uh, so for you, having uh, very recently made the jump from lower divisions up to playing semi-pro this year. What are some differences that you've noticed between playing Division 4, playing in Division 2 and now playing in semi pro?
1: Division 4, yeah, um actually it kind of goes on to what we were talking where what I was saying before with, you know, holding zones and things. Um there's a plan A, but what's the plan B and what's the plan C? Um a lot of the times like for example on the Dorito side, there'll be one shooter just holding down the whole Dorito side and Okay, I put him in now what you know, so it's like they, they don't have um the d four guys won't have um, zone control, and there will be just wide open lanes um, for you to run down and just start shooting people in the back um, division two semi pro, you can't just run down the field like that. you have to get your timing right um and especially at the beginning of the game, you can't just run down the field. Um, The gun skills are are higher with everyone, you're not you're not going to have one guy that you're picking on as much Um, and one of the main things is they will, in semi-pro, they punish you for not being on something, like if you're not on the snake, they're going to be in the snake, but all the way in your side of the snake or on the Dorito side, they're going to be on your side of the field like that, so um, you have to be mentally prepared and you have to be on the same page. Like yeah, everyone's got good gun skills, but are you on the same page? Are you looking at the right zones? Are you are you doing the right thing and are you mentally prepared um for what's happening? Uh D four, like I feel like like I said, I can just, you know, you shoot one guy that's watching that zone and it might take 30 seconds for the team to realize what what's going on. Uh and I'm already down there shooting two or three people in the back. Um I love playing D four. Honestly. <laughs> it was it was great. I mean I've played D four for probably way too long. Um, but I was having too much fun. I mean, the Kings where we were successful, and um, you know, D four in in Texas is different than you know D four around the rest of the country. It is competitive here, and we had um, you know, rivals, in, even in D four, um, but the semi pro, especially on the national level, you you um, you got to be ready. You got to be ready to switch it up and and play defense and cross it up and and talk to each other and um just be on the same page
0: uh here in texas a lot of people i mean we all know d4 in texas is incredibly competitive there's some names in d4 in texas that are uh former semi-pro players um and even you know you you saw guys like um i can't even remember his name on greed um he's he former semi-pro player you've got players all the time ranking up to d3 and then uh after a year or two they get ranked back down to d4 so that they can play again uh d4 is definitely a meat grinder here in texas and a lot of us know just how how tough it is to compete there so would you say that playing d4 in texas uh is similar to playing in a higher division nationally
1: definitely definitely um it goes, you know, D four is there's a there's a high volume of teams too. So um some like maybe some of the ones at the very bottom, you know, D four. Um, but you know, some of those guys at the top of D four, you know, they can beat some of the D two teams in in the national tournaments, without a doubt. And just speaking of greed, um, yeah. Of course they can. Yeah, they're they're a great team and they're they're a lot to break down and they are great at gun skills, holding their, lo- their, their lanes. And, um, the, yeah, D4, it's just competitive in general in Texas. And that's what I hope for in the future is just, you know, players and teams keep playing. Um, let's just keep it going.
0: Yeah, for sure. I just remembered his name, his name is a uh, Blake who used to be playing a uh, semi-pro, uh, on okay. the- yeah. So, uh, that- Texas definitely deep. I mean, you're seeing teams all the time, like coming out of USXBL. Maybe they're not consistently winning, but they're usually like at the top, and then they go play an NXL event, and they just absolutely dominate. I mean, look at Tribe this year. Look at the Texas Cyclones last year. Um, even teams like Coalition, who are usually made up of like different parts of fit teams, um, they'll go in and just absolutely destroy people at the NXL. So. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, D4 here, especially in field, it's a tough one. Um, but it's it's great to hear that it's helped kind of prepare you for those higher divisions playing nationally.
1: Exactly. I mean, yeah, if you can all out and compete with these guys here, it's worth spending the extra money and then going out and competing with everyone else too. Um, it's great that we had this at our back to our door right here in Texas too. Um Very thankful for having such good ballers around here. It's just a lot of fun. I mean, it's just competitive. I mean, even D three, D two, D four, I mean, there's just there's just good paintball players that have got experience all around. So um, yeah, it's been good.
0: Yep, especially this year. I mean, there's all sorts of teams that you have to respect in Texas, like even you know, teams that hadn't historically been doing well, like the Dragoons, for example. Um, they've Mm -hmm. been Putting in a lot of work this past USXBL, they made the finals. You know, they knocked out really solid teams. Like uh, they beat us, the Titans, in prelims. They knocked out Avarice. Uh, they came back actually being down 3-0 against Avarice and come back to beat them 4-3. Um, okay. Yeah,
1: that's not so- surprising. We've seen, we've seen them out at Outlaw a few times, too, and uh, they're hungry. And if we're not on our game, they'll, they'll get close to beating us sometimes too. And uh, yeah, they're um, all these guys, they're just hungry. They wanna, they wanna play.
0: For sure. Yeah, definitely a lot of teams in Texas that you have to respect. Um, so with you guys playing uh, the NXL Semi-Pro Series, uh, you're currently very much in the running, uh, although it's uh, very close uh, between you guys, between Blast Camp, Uh, Fit.com and even surprisingly uh, Annapolis A-team if they uh, play Chicago and Cup even though they didn't do so well at one of the events and then I know they I think they skipped another one I think they skipped California Um, but if you I guess doing the math if you consider like those two events that the events that they get to drop this year um, they're technically currently in third place Um, so if Again, depending on how they do in Chicago and at Cup. So, how much of a grind is it at the top of the semi pro bracket for those teams that like knowing that only the first place team gets to go on to the pro division?
1: It's a grind for sure. Um, you know what? I'm, I wouldn't say I'm surprised, but yeah, maybe I'm a little bit surprised. Like, we're, we're close. We're riding the, the grasp of of taking some of that and, um, It's turning into a real battle. I mean, I feel like we're in a great position for the end of the year. We've got two really big tournaments coming up. Um, We're third, you know, ish. um, And the pressure is on the other teams. I mean, Blast Camp, they've been in semi pro before. Um, Paintball Fit, you know, they play pro. They're hungry to get back up to pro again. Um, This is our first year in semi pro. And we came out. just showing everybody what we can do, what we're capable of, um, and we're only just getting started too. We're only just starting getting organized. Like a lot of the guys on the team are pretty young, um, and we're we're coming out, we're coming hungry. Um, Blast Camp, I mean, we've we've beaten them every time we've played them. I think, if I'm not mistaken, um, and Paintball Fit, you know, they're they've got a lot of experience. They know us really well, and um, yeah, they they beat us pretty good a couple few times, and we got close to beating them in prelims um so it's it's close i mean it's close it's it really it's anyone's game i mean these two big tournaments coming up the, the points can change up quite a bit
0: oh yeah and uh i made a post a couple of weeks back on the uh, paintball talk by cell page on facebook uh with kind of if you if you consider the everybody's two low events as the events being dropped Ah, uh, the current standings would have Blast Camp in first place with 200 points because they won two events, and then right behind them would be Fit.com at 196 points. In third place, technically, would be Annapolis 18 with 189 points, and then it would be Y'all at 186 points. So just to show you, there's the top four teams are within 14 points of each other. You know, that's that's the difference between like if you don't make top four at an event, you're losing your lead.
1: Yeah it's yeah it's right there for the taking and yeah like pretty much you can just put all that behind you like this is it like in a few weeks time chicago this is it um world cup obviously there's there's more points on the line at world cup too um and we just we've set ourselves up i mean we we're we're ready to um come out there and show everybody what we can do
0: yep and we're gonna be uh rooting for you along the way uh know hometown heroes here in Austin really showing that um you know Austin paintball there's a lot of talent here Uh, I know historically like it's been all about x-factor versus fit and then every now and then you know some Houston teams would come up and surprise people but for a while in Austin it was really just the Kings and uh you know also a little bit of uh Austin evolution as well uh they're doing really well in the Houston series in D5 but um up until uh notorious made their move from san antonio to austin you didn't really see a whole lot of uh really you know besides the kings there wasn't really anyone else coming out of there
1: exactly yep yeah. um and we'd love we've always said we wanted a, a semi-pro team uh coming out of out of uh, outlaw paintball too um and that'd be amazing if we can get a pro team going uh out of outlaw and and we're working on it obviously um and there's a lot of there's some lower divisional teams um that are really going for it too. Um up Outlaw Paintball and and you know they're doing great. Um so yeah, it's it's just great to see the the sport growing, really. Yep, I like think hypnotic. I should say, I should go ahead and just say you know, like a hypnotic too, out of outlaw, you know, they're they're growing. They've got a lot of ballers that they've been picking up and um yeah, they've been doing better. Um and a few other teams are on there too, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, shout out to Hypnotic. Uh, I think two episodes ago I had Enzo on. Um, yes. Yeah, he had a he had a great episode, and it's it's really cool to see their growth. Uh, they uh, this year they made the jump to D three with Enjoy Paintball and Nico Hyde. And yes. Uh, I think next year is going to be a really good year for a lot of teams in Texas. I I'm just with a lo- all of the growth that I'm seeing. I wouldn't be surprised if within the next probably three to five years, we're going to see an entirely Texan D2 uh, tur- like series where you could you could fill an entire event with just D2 teams out of Texas. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. I don't doubt it. Yep. So uh, granted you've only been on uh, notorious the last two years and you weren't, uh, involved in their uh, long time struggle they were playing D3 for many many years eh, both locally and nationally but uh, does Notorious have a team they consider their rival? Um,
1: you know what it was like just playing greed like I and mean, locally for USXBL greed where I mean they they were the real rival and they they knew it too like we would win they would win we would win they would win um we ended up taking the series the last the whole series that we played um but that was definitely the rival um now like this is going into semi-pro we're we're building some rivals i feel like we don't have any official rivals right now um uh, but blast camp i mean i know they're wanting to beat us pretty bad because we've came up and beaten them a few times and and fit they've kind of Yeah, we have great practices with them, and um, in the tournaments, we would have liked to have beaten them a few times, but they've gotten the better of us recently. Um, So I wouldn't say it's a rival yet, because we've beaten Blastkip a bunch, Fitz beaten us a bunch, um, but we're looking to shake that up.
0: Yep. uh Yep. I remember for the longest time uh, when both Fit and Notorious were uh, playing D3, it was it always seemed to be a huge rivalry uh, between Notorious and Fit. And Fit, I think, yeah, usually got the better most of the time. Uh, yeah. But I'm, I'm surprised that you say that it's not quite a rivalry, even after the first event this year where it was y'all two in the finals.
1: It was. I mean, yeah. I mean, I say that just because it's fresh. It's a fresh thing because they, yeah, I mean... I mean, I guess it is a rivalry. I don't know what counts as exactly as a rivalry, but, um, yeah, we, um, it's, some of the matches are really close, you know, um, uh, we just haven't quite, I feel like they've always had like a little bit of an edge on us strategically maybe, or they've, they've kind of got the upper hand, um, but if they're breaking out to the same five bunkers and, you know, we're not figuring out how to beat them, there's something going on. We're trying to figure it out. Um, but yeah, we have we and especially in practice when we're grinding. I mean, we're playing them and it's it's definitely a rivalry in, in practice, we've tried different things, you know, beat each other here and there. Um, we just want to make it we want to show everybody at the on the main stage. I mean, that's what we want to do when we got to the finals um, in Orlando earlier this year. Um, Uh, the team was just drained, honestly. Like, we were, we fought so hard to beat a lot of those teams. Everybody didn't think we were going to make the finals, our first semi-pro event. And we got there, and um, we just looked a little sluggish, like kind of off of our game. Um, So I would like to – and then in in the prelims, we played them, and then I think um, uh, Stu came down and, like, hung – and hit the buzzer with, like, five seconds left on the clock. And it was – Tied two two, um, so it's very very close. Um, it's just recognizing who their dynamic players are and and then trying to pick on them a little bit more. Um, I think like that was that was that helped. Um, and then playing with some maturity, you know, and and not getting shot of your bunkers. Like, yeah, if you get put in, like whatever, let's 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 work as a team.
0: Yeah, I'm curious. Um kind of on on your team you've got a lot of superstar power talking about like you know who's playing well uh at certain points of time but you've got a lot of superstar power in your corner so first uh let's start with your coach ryan gray so he's a famous player for storm and and the naughty dogs he coached uh legendary names such as x factory coached texas storm uh, he coached the old uh, Texas Phane team a couple of years back. He coached Plum Life before coming to you guys. So what has playing under Ryan Gray's coaching been like for you and your development?
1: Oh, it's huge. Um, honestly, Ryan is probably my first like real coach, um, like professional coach. You know, I mean, I've had some people give me advice before, but a lot of this stuff I've just figured out on my own. Like this is the first time that I've gotten into some real in depth like professional type of analysis, and we've got Tyler Spies uh with us too, and he he's a great coach too um and so just picking both their brains and um Brian gray he'll hold you accountable, you know, and he will get you thinking a lot um and he's a great coach um uh, there there's just there's so much that I'm learning from him it's almost like. I've been playing paintball, you know, for so long and now all of a sudden learning all this like advanced stuff, like it's taking a second to soak in and he will even say like at the tournaments, he's, you know, like I forget that you guys are not pro and he talks to us like we're pro and he's like, okay, sometimes he just, you know, we will get a little tense because we're overthinking things and he'll say, Hey, just go out and play paintball, you know, in the finals of uh, even Orlando, like he's just go, just go play paintball. Um, and I feel like that helps. Um, um, but yeah, it, we're we're fine tuning things. We're we've been learning how to work together. This is you know the first year working with with Ryan, and um, it's been a real pleasure. Um, he's a great dude. I love Ryan. He's a great dude. He really is. And we're we're building some some real chemistry. And if we could have Ryan out at Outlaw during our normal practices all year, um, I think we would take first place. I'm not. I'm serious about that too. Like, uh, it's, Sometimes we, we build bad habits just messing around too much or um, taking our foot off the gas. But he will um, really get us um, – he'll just fine-tune everything and really get us um, on the game that we should be playing. Yep.
0: Well, shout-out to uh, Ryan Gray. I can tell. I mean, he's definitely getting the most out of you guys uh every event y'all are playing uh just top tier paintball. And uh it's it's great to see so many of you guys like yourself, like Paul Hubert, um, like Ivan, uh, like Renee, like I'm seeing all of these guys that I've been playing with for a couple of years now and just uh really seeing your full potential unleashed. Um Sure. Another legendary name that you have in your corners, Michael Kovar, playing alongside you. So tell me more about what Kovar brings to the team.
1: Oh man, Michael Kovar, um, such a big name too. When I found out he was going to come join us, I was so excited. I really was. Um, it even goes back like X Factor. That's just the team that I. That's who I looked up to. You know, that's, that's how I grew up being, you know, I was a little kid playing against those guys. I was always looking up to those guys. And um, I always think about this, this um, one-on-one tournament back at the Realm, back um, when they, out of San Marcos. We had, uh, I'm just doing a little flashback here, but it was a one-on-one tournament and I got second place. And the only guy that beat me that day, was Michael Kovar. And he was just—he just, you know, beat everybody. Dominated. Um, I dominated my side, and then we—I think he beat me two out of three on in the finals. Um, And then when he joined the team, uh, we started out. We were just playing some one-on-ones, messing around. Um, And I ended up beating him two two out of the three times on the one-on-one, just at Outlaw. You know, it was a casual practice, but um, I shot him twice. And in my head, I was you know, celebrating a lot, you know, I wasn't boasting about it, but like, I felt great. Like it was a whole thing that just came around, um, from that time, like literally probably eight years ago <laughs> when he beat me back in the day. Um, but just, just so much respect for that guy. He's, he's a great player. Um, it's, it's a different level of thinking. Like I'm, I've been a D3 player, you know, for a long time, you know, um, he's been a pro player for years and years and years. Um, so he brings to the team another intensity, but honestly, a lot of it is is mental. I mean, he's it's nice to know when he's still on the field, stuff can happen. We got this. I come around and just take a glance. Michael's still on the field. We're good. You know, um, and he'll hold me accountable. Like he he brings that kind of teamwork and that communication together, and he'll question things like I'll run down and – And uh, you know, do well. Like we'll win the point, but like, he'll come up and question why I did this, why I did that, and um, he held me accountable too. And he is great about bringing the team together and and getting organized. And um, his obviously his gun skills are on another level. Um, He's got some superior snap shooting and um, field awareness. uh he's got it all really um so I, I learn from him every time i play with him um and he if it wasn't for him he's the one that's elevating our game right now for sure he's better than everybody on the team um and i strive to to play on his level too um, and it gets me motivated and um he opens up new doors like we just practiced uh x factor a few weeks back um just a random random weekend practice with them um because of his connections with x factor um and um it's just been a real pleasure honestly
0: yeah he's definitely uh one of the hold on okay here we go um so yeah um you know having michael on your line that's just such a huge name and having that level of experience is just awesome uh real quick for anybody in the chat we're getting close to the end of our show so if you have something that you'd like to ask british please uh get it in the chat now and we'll get to it at the end uh so speaking of uh you know very well known names in your corner of course we got to talk about mark and marky france um you know this father-son duo they've been a name in texas for many many years now uh you know uh since Marky was just you know even before Marky was a teenager he was uh out there playing events with his dad um and I'm sure there's also a lot of players currently playing in Texas uh that have played for Notorious at one point for an event or two um they've been grinding for such a long time to get to this point you know Mark has been doing just about everything in his power to uh help his son eventually reach pro and now that the pro spot, it's I mean it's within grasp, y'all are uh fourteen points behind first place. Um so tell me what it's like to be working with both Mark France and Marky and their just their drive and their dedication to this goal.
1: Oh man, it's a roller coaster. Those guys are hilarious. Um they just make me laugh every weekend we go play with them. Uh they're they're really fun. They're um Mark Franz, I mean, he's he's a great just ambassador for the sport. That's why, you know, he might talk a lot of crap. He might be an extrovert. Um, you know, he's rowdy. Um, you know, you either love him or you hate him. Um, and I'm I'm very thankful that I have joined forces with him. Um, he'll, like, he's one of those guys. If he'll find somebody just random, like, first time showing up for paintball, you got a new paintball gun, hey, come play. Come jump in with us. Let's go play. Um, great ambassador for the sport. Um, Mark Francis is a great dad too. I mean, he's so supportive of Marky and he sees, you know, his potential too. Um, And, you know, he's, um, he's doing everything he can, you know, to, to get to, you know, as far as like sponsoring the team, just being there with the team um, and just taking it to the next level. Um, And then Marky's obviously a great teammate too. He's, he's, very talented. He's got a lot of experience. He's probably played more payball tournaments and well, not Michael, but pretty much everyone else on the team. And he's just played that many tournaments. He's just always been there. I took a lot of time off for, for college and stuff too. And um, so he's just always been around. Um, I haven't known him, you know, personally. I knew of him, but I haven't known him for just, I've known him for just the last few years. Um, but... It's a blast. I love playing with these guys. And this is probably like the most fun that I've had playing, playing paintball just on and off the field.
0: Yep, yeah, And, uh, definitely helps when you're, uh, got the level of success that y'all are having this year, but, uh, you know, talking about Marky just a little bit more, uh, for those that don't know so much about Marky, he, um, has been at a really high level, been playing for so long for so many years uh, right before uh, the covid shutdown happened he had uh, gotten picked up by a grit semi-pro team uh, playing alongside uh, names such as anthony bowls um, and so you know got to play his first semi-pro event and then uh, the lockdown happened nxl season got stopped up in uh, and then resumed for world cup that year. And for World Cup, him and Anthony got uh both got picked up by the uh then pro team Trade My Gun Outlaws. Uh now they're playing in semi pro under the name Chicago Distortion. Uh but both him and Anthony, um they you know, even though especially for Marky's case, he'd only been playing D three for such a long time, played one semi pro event, and then got picked up by a pro team, him and Anthony were starters on that team after getting picked up for a pro so i uh, just uh you know the kid's really talented and not just talented but he's been working hard for such a long time
1: absolutely um and it shows that it's it's some like yeah he's worked hard for it for it but it's also natural talent too um that these guys have so i mean marky could be praying playing pro right now if he wanted to i'm sure some teams would would want to pick him up um he chose to, you know, work with uh, his buddies and, and, and the local guys and, and work it, work his way up and, and do it his way, and do it the Mark Frans way, and, and I've, I have a lot of respect for that. Um, not just jumping the gun, but you know, working hard and um, just trying to take him to the next level and, and gradually working your way up. Yeah, when you make the jumps that fast, you know, sometimes it could you know be a lot, but um, no doubt in my mind that Marky could um, be playing pro right
0: now absolutely uh but uh him wanting to do it uh what i would arguably say is the much harder way of earning your spot in pro um coming up from semi-pro definitely the harder way Uh but yep. a lot of respect for that because uh you know he he uh wants to play with his boys he believes it, that his boys are uh capable of earning that pro spot definitely um You know, the top of the semi-pro bracket this year is extremely competitive. You know, most years it's usually like a a two-team race, but this year you've got four teams at all. You know, I'd even venture to say five or six teams because you can't sleep on teams like uh, the Killers. You can't sleep on uh, Distortion making their way back in either. So you've got four to six teams at the top of the semi-pro bracket right now that are definitely within striking distance.
1: Absolutely. Um, it's really close. It's really competitive. And, um, yeah, we don't take any of those teams lightly. They're all, they could all turn up and have a tournament and take first place. Any one of them.
0: Yep. Uh, it'll be exciting to watch, uh, the Chicago event here in two weeks. Um, I'm excited
1: this, this is, this is the one like this is we took, and even though we were in a different division last year with D2, but we won first place in Chicago last year, um and we're going to i was telling the guys like we're going to take that momentum forward um even though some of the other teams were were doing different things um this is us like we're on this turf we won first place and and let's take that momentum forward let's try and be competitive this this take home the w we're ready
0: absolutely uh so the nxl layout just dropped a couple hours ago let me uh get your initial thoughts on it
1: um I like it Um, I'm happy with it Um, there's not some like weird gaps or um, uh, I feel like you could attack you could there's just lots of options basically just initial thoughts I have not been out there and check the shots or anything like that but you can attack from the Dorito side you can attack the snake and there's some big bunkers up in the middle and you know I like doing that so um, I feel like we're it fits our team um, and I feel like um, I feel like we're going to get down the field and we're going to put some real pressure on some teams on this event for sure. So um, I'm excited. I, I like the layout. I'm um, I'm excited to get out there and, and um, I wasn't able to get out there today just because of the I'm on kid duty, but I was out in the garage. I just did a two-hour workout uh, in the garage today and I was out running with my, my dog last night and out running my Husky. So um, the motivation's there. We're hungry
0: and um, I cannot wait to get out there. I can tell we're going to be rooting for you. Uh, so we've got one question in the chat right now. This is from the real slim Katie. This is my wife, Katie. Um, she says uh, question for British. You have some funny horror stories about what you've put your body through on and off the field. So what advice would you give to someone in a lower division trying to harness that same passion to play?
1: About getting beat up on the field. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, take care of your body. Uh, there's a lot of things you could do, like even off the field, to you know, take care of your body. Um, and if you're if you're showing up and feeling like crap, and you know, muscles aren't aren't firing right, um, then it just doesn't work. Um, so I I don't know if everybody knows this, but I'm I'm actually a sports therapist as my for my profession too, and uh, I analyze movement, and I, I I work for a chiropractor, and I've worked for rugby teams, and I've worked for soccer teams and i rehab injuries and um it's ironic because i've gone through some back pain i've torn my shoulder i've torn my labrum in my shoulder um and you know it's advice just figure out a way to keep playing you know um paintball's great because you're able to play different positions and um you don't always have to be, you know, the guy diving into the snake all the time. That used to be me back in the day, and at, from that video, you know, I sent you earlier on today. Um, that was me. That's how I started out playing in this diving in the snake. But um, you get injured, um, and you start just doing different things. But like, you don't go up the middle, or go up the Dorito side, or just sit, sit in the back and old lane if your back's hurting. I mean, shoot, um, I'm just so competitive that I'm gonna be out there either way. Um, Some of those USX, USXBLs that we won first place, um, I was having severe sciatic lower back pain, shooting down the leg, shooting across my back. Um, but adrenaline's a real thing. So I was able to push through some of that. And that's how much passion I have for this stuff. And that's how much competitive competitiveness I have for the game that um, gets me through it. But there's so many things that you can do outside of the field just to take care of your body. Um, and and so you should do it you know just put in the work and and take care of yourself you only get one body um so don't don't overdo it but um just 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 learn about your body and and keep it moving and and keep it functional um that's what i would say
0: appreciate it i've actually gone through some uh, injuries this year i've had a uh, herniated disc in my back uh, i've been dealing with for basically for half of the year missed a couple of events uh, i had a bad Bike accident back in june um Mm -hmm. but uh british has actually given me some advice for uh my back at least and it's helped me a lot uh so thank you for that um so uh last question here on the show this is a question i ask everybody that comes on uh so are there any other uh texas-based teams players uh brands fields or uh projects that have caught your attention so give me one person or one brand, one player, one team that if the rest of Texas doesn't know about them, then, uh, they need to.
1: Not really. Um, honestly, I'm pretty, I keep myself to myself on a lot of these things. Um, I know outlaw payball is growing a lot and, um, that's, you know, that's the place to be right now. I mean, a lot of the teams we go up to fit, we go down to San Antonio, you know, X Factor a lot too, um, different brands. Not really. I'm, I'm always the guy, you know, I'm not the ones, I'm not the one back in the, in the pits fiddling with his gun all the time. Like I don't really know much about a lot of the brands and shout out to Lux paintball. obviously our our sponsors here too. Um, but, um, no, not really.
0: (laughs) Uh, We'll just, we'll just go with outlaw for that one. Shout out to, uh, Tom and
1: Deborah. Yeah. Tom paintball, uh, Lux paintball, virtue, uh, Alamo Ammo um, all those guys are great and uh, yeah really appreciate their help
0: yeah shout out to all of Austin Notorious sponsors I think you have um, the Alamo Ammo, Alamo Tickets um, yeah. of course GI Sports yeah, um, all those yep. guys perfect so British uh, thank you for your time do you have any last shout outs I mean I know you just shouted out all your sponsors do you have any other last shout outs or things you'd like to say before we sign off
1: um yeah, I would like to say um, Brandon White uh, obviously was is is one of our our main snake guys. Um, he's unfortunately his his mom um, just had a stroke and and she's she's going through a lot right now and he's not going to be able to make the event. Um, so just want to you know put our prayers out there for her um, and I hope she gets through it and I I hope that he um spend some quality time with his family and i know nothing's you know family is way more important than paintball um but uh we're all coming together uh it's weird deja vu because of, of diego from last year but there's um i just i just hope that she gets through it um and so we're not we're gonna miss brandon white for this next event um but yeah prayers are with him yeah, uh
0: prayers for brandon white and for his mom um also just uh, remembering Diego uh, last year in his tragic accident um, you know, y'all are, y'all are taking care of your own boys you'll play for them every day. Uh, so we're gonna be rooting for you up in Chicago uh, Brandon White all the you know, all the hopes and prayers for you wish you the best. All right so uh, thank you British for your time. everybody thank you for tuning in. Uh, please be sure to go follow Austin notorious that's at Austin notorious on Instagram. Uh, What other guests would you like to see on the show? Be sure to leave a comment down below while you're at it. Hit the subscribe button here on Twitch. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Uh, The show goes live weekly here on twitch.tv slash in the pits paintball podcast. Recordings are posted to YouTube, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify on the next day. So shout out to all my partners and sponsors. We have Fu athletics. Get that shot. I got new merch as well. So go check out his store. Uh, I think he's actually about to release uh, some playing stuff like pod packs and stuff. So go check out his merchandise. Shout out to Colt Roberts and his training program Paintball Kumite, and shout out to Gel Stewart and his uh, brand Compete. So next week we will see you guys for episode 11. We will have Haley Leva. Uh, she uh, is the uh, she's a player for the Destiny Pro Team, uh, also of uh, AC Kids. Uh, fame. So uh, we will see you all next week. British, thank you so much for your time.
1: We'll see you in Chicago. Appreciate it, man.